We all get it. Call it stress, overwhelm, and sometimes it is even described as a burnout. We try to do all the things and do them to a high standard that we have placed on ourselves just to feel defeated when we don't get them all done or the way we wanted to. We wrestle with this notion that we need work-life balance, and so we beat ourselves up when we don't find it again this week. Girl, stop. Hey y'all, I'm so glad you're here. This is Ladies Kicking Ass, a helpful and encouraging podcast for women who work in or support the home service and skilled trades industries. My name is Tanya Wilson and I'm passionate about encouraging women to break into this industry, stand up in their roles if they're already here, tell their stories of badassery and provide coaching, encouragement, industry secrets and business hacks that I've personally used in my own companies to help you build and scale the service business of your dreams. But we can't talk hustle without addressing the bustle, and that means most of us are trying to do a million things at once. Like juggling being an entrepreneur, raising a family, being a partner, wife, sister, friend, soccer mom, doggy mom, and all those other titles that we love. It's all on the table here. We discuss the wins, the losses, marketing, momming, business development, relationships, and above it all, loving and believing in yourself. I'm on a mission to build a community of women that are supporting and celebrating the fact that most of us don't have our shit together, and that's okay. But together, with great support, we can do it all. Come on, let's do this. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. You don't gain anything from stressing, except maybe some new pimples, wrinkles, and a bad attitude. You're kicking ass. If you are listening to this podcast, you are a woman making waves in her life, and you should be proud of yourself. Celebrate the little things on the way to the big things. It's a dance, not just a finale. Sure, there are tweaks, and dare I say, some shortcuts or hacks to help with this overwhelm. And we're going to go through six of them real quick to get you thinking on which ones you can implement in your life to help you take back control and live life on your own terms. You are the only one that can do that for you. So, what are these six things that I'm talking about here? We're going to start with a very, very important number one, get yourself a calendar. If you're not calendaring your day and you are one of those rogue bibs that are just reacting to what the day throws at you, get yourself a damn calendar. Calendaring your days is not a restriction you are putting on yourself. No way. I love my calendar. It gives me freedom. It will allow you to get a clear picture of your day so that you can maximize your time and all your plans for the week. A calendar should not be a to-do list. It is a way for you to incorporate everything that matters to you for that exact week into a stress-free timeline so that you don't feel like you're losing your mind forgetting appointments, running late, or leaving important things unfinished. So with that being said, 
Your number one thing to consider when sitting down with your calendar for this next week is you. I know that's a tough one for a lot of us ladies to get in between our ears and in that beautiful little brain of yours, but you have to put you at the top of the list. Where is the time on your calendar for you? This can be going to the gym or reading time. If you have a hair appointment, you want to go get your nails done, you want to meet up with your gal pals for a couple of beers, or even some meditation time, if you're into that, put it on your calendar. Writing it down or scheduling it increases your rate of doing that thing by 42% on average, based on a study that was conducted by Dr. Gail Matthews, who is a psychology professor at the Dominican University of California. That's a huge difference. Just try it. I know you guys have all heard, if you have a big goal, you got to write it down. If you have a big dream, you got to write it down. And it's so interesting because it kind of goes back to that notion of like when you're a kid and it's your birthday and everybody's like, make a wish, make a wish before you blow out your birthday candles, but you're not supposed to tell anybody what your wish is. That's bullshit. And I even tell my kids that when they blow out their candles, what's your wish? And People will say, no, you can't say your wish. It won't come true. Yes, it will. It's more likely to come true if you actually voice it and let people know what you're wishing or hoping or setting goals for than it is to keep it inside of yourself. One, you get an accountability buddy most of the time from that because people will ask you how your wish or goal is coming along. But you can also put it in a place where you can visually see it. And that is also so very important. It's so important to write it down, too. Don't just type it into a calendar. Write it down, too. What could it hurt? You got to give it a shot. You must be number one, because if you aren't doing good or feeling good, the rest of it on your calendar really doesn't matter. Number two. Make a list of your top three goals for the week, not 20 goals, and throw away your to-do list. I know some of you may be gasping at the thought of not carrying around a grocery list of chores and tasks and commitments that you have made or set for yourself. Stop it. Write down those top three goals so that you can see them. Post them on our Facebook group if you're looking for some accountability. I would love to be able to do that. And you have a whole community of women that want to also help you achieve your goals. Or if you want it to be more private, I'm always available. You can DM them to me or you can shoot them to me via email if you need to have that personal accountability buddy. But put them on your calendar. Now make time for them. Stop working from ridiculously mile-long to-do lists. Do you ever get all of that shit done or do you just keep moving it from week to week? I know that's what I did for a really long time and it's defeating. It's like you beat yourself up every week because you're like, well, shit, I didn't get it done this week. So I got to bring it over to the next week. Probably not going to get it done this week either because I'm bringing it to the other one. There just aren't enough hours in the day to accomplish all of the stupid things I had on my to-do list. 
but I just kept making them again and again. It's like beating your head against a wall and hoping it's going to turn into a window. I'm pretty sure that's like the definition of insanity. That's what they should call to-do lists, insanity lists. You have to find a better way. Choose three. One bigger goal and two smaller ones and make time for them and stick to it. Also, stop making all three goals about work. If you're anything like me, every week when I sit down to send my three goals to my business coach, they're always about work. But I had a real shift this week and a real breakthrough with that, and I want to share that with you. Like A good rule that I am going to give myself is that I have to make one goal about work, one about my home and family, and one for myself. If you are anything like me, and a lot of you I think are, I have always placed my goals in the direction of my work because that is where I felt I could assess my value. After all, I could measure my success with those things at work because there's lots of success gauges at work, reports, and people telling you that you've done a good job. We don't always feel that way about ourselves in the home or with our personal goals. We don't always feel successful with those things. And honestly, I think it's because we tend to set such huge, insane goals in those areas that take forever to accomplish. It's so dumb. Like, instead of, let's just say you want to run five miles in a day. If you're anything like me, I would be like, okay, I'm going to run one mile today, and then I'm going to try to run two miles tomorrow, and by Friday, if I'm not running five miles, oh, I give up, I have failed. That's dumb. (laughs) We all know, and we would never expect anyone else to have such a high standard like that, so we have to give ourselves some grace in this area and stop making such huge, crazy goals. We need to make them something that we can actually achieve in that week. A good example, maybe making sure that you're taking 30 minutes a day to read to your babies before they go to bed at night, or that you're going to meal prep your lunches for the entire week on Sunday afternoon. None of those tasks take a ton of time, but they make a big impact. They're not all day projects, but they're something that we can implement into our lives to build even better habits and goals off of. Number three, learn to time block. Time blocking means that you take a task and add it to your schedule. It's a method designed to help a person prioritize tasks and achieve your goals more efficiently and actually just get them done. So let's say your items to accomplish today at work include scheduling posts for Instagram and Facebook for the week because you're a rock star like that and you schedule them all at the same time, completing the checklist that your accountant set over to you so that she can complete your books for last month, Uh, perhaps preparing payroll for your employees and calculating commissions or making sure hours and and times were recorded properly, and completing customer callbacks. 
what I do with customer callbacks and what I mean by that, like every week I spend time sending thank you cards to people that have made an impact in our business that week. So that would be a customer callback for me. Put those items on your calendar for a specific time frame to make sure that they all get done. Don't make a to-do list that hangs around your desk all week. And then on Friday, you're like, oh, crap, here's my to-do list. And I haven't done one damn thing on this list. Put them on your calendar. You have to make time to get them done. If you schedule them for for one hour, stick with the one hour. If you're done before the one hour is up, take that time to write. If you do not have a dedicated notebook to just that is just full of all of your writing and crazy ideas and you tuck it in your purse and you take it with you everywhere that you go, you need to get one. Lots of times we are inspired to complete additional tasks or get ideas for new marketing things or new things to implement in our business while we're actually working on a different task. And I would dare to say the vast majority of us will get squirreled and get derailed from what we were working on and start working on this new idea because everybody loves new ideas. Table them while you're having them. And take that time to write when you have that additional time at the end of your time block. Don't just jump to the next task. Stay where you are and write down anything that comes to mind to make what you just did a bit more streamlined or how you could create a process to make it easier or even transferable to someone else at a future point if maybe this is a task you're doing yourself and you would love to offload and be able to hire out or delegate to a person on your team. This may be hard for those of us who have minds that go a million miles a minute, but we have to stick with it. If you begin to love the process, you will look forward to doing it. When you see what it does for your business and how much it will improve your life, you will wonder how you existed without doing this. Just like you may also hear from Dave Ramsey, I am a huge Dave Ramsey fan. I love what they do for people. If you're a fan of his and you listen to any of his programs or podcasts or even on good old uh, radio waves, if he says all the time, if you don't make a budget and tell your money where to go every month, you'll wonder where it went. In the same is so true with your time. If you don't tell your what you tell yourself what you're going to do with that time, you'll have spent the entire day. And how many of us have looked up from our computer and was like, "Oh, damn, I didn't get anything done today that I wanted to." All of us are guilty of that. And if you don't raise your hand, you are a liar because <laughs> we all suffer from that. Especially if you are an entrepreneur and a mama and a partner and a friend and a daughter and you have 9 million commitments that you have put on yourself, you will have days like that. But having a schedule helps tremendously. And if you're doing this time blocking and you're having a hard time sticking to the time that you have put in, maybe play with that a little bit. Maybe you realize social media posting really needs to be two hours, not just an hour because you're not completing it. Set that up properly the next time that you go around. But once that hour is up that you have delegated for that task, this time, stop what you're doing, table it, start on the next one. 
set yourself reminders to where like you set an alarm that goes off so that you make sure that you are staying on task. Number four, shut your door and shut off your freaking phone. I don't know why it is that we feel like we are tethered to our phones, like they are a third arm that is coming off our body and we cannot be without them. It's not acceptable for you to not answer a phone call at this time because you're supposed to be available 24-7 for anyone that might need you to react to their problems. You are not. You are not a robot. You do not need to do any of this stuff. We do not need to be available for everyone at our own expense. We have to stop doing this. So turn off the notifications on your computer. I'll tell you what, I shut the notifications off on my email so they don't pop up on my computer screen all day long, distracting me, tearing my attention away from other things I'm working on, and it has been a godsend. I have now set the expectation for people that are emailing me. You're probably not going to hear back from me right away. If you need to get a hold of me, you need to call my office or you need to send me a text or something because I check my emails in the morning and I check them in the evening. And if you email me anytime in between there, sorry, I'm not, I'm not available because I'm working on stuff and it is a huge distraction. It is like, there's so much research on this stuff that has, has talked about like how much of a distraction that is. Like if people stop to answer every email that comes through, it takes seven to 15 minutes for you to get focused back on what you were working on. Imagine that. I mean, I could probably get like 40 emails a day at least. So if I'm taking that much time every time to turn around and get refocused, how much stuff am I actually accomplishing? Those are the days that you end up looking up from your computer saying, what the hell did I do today? Because all you did was react to emails. You can also shut your door at your office and silence your phone. My advice is to turn your phone upside down or to put it in a drawer so you cannot see notifications coming and just get your stuff done. If you silence it, which a lot of people will do, and then they leave it lying face up because God forbid someone might need you, you're still being distracted just as much as if those ding-dongs were going off all day long. Put it in your drawer. Shut the door at work. You are not an ass because you shut your door at work and you have designated an hour's worth of time to get your work done. Teach people to respect that when your door is closed, you're not available. So they need to set up some time to come in and talk to you when your door is open. It is a very simple thing that we can teach people about us and the importance of our time that we are scared to do that and we have to be more proactive in taking that step to do that if we're truly genuine about changing the way that we get things done and how productive we are. This isn't just about work too. When you go to the gym, I know a lot of us like to listen to music or whatever, but we also get distracted on our phones from that a lot. How many, I I go to the gym and I watch people walk around there and everybody's just responding to emails the whole time. Like go there and shut your phone off and just like be with yourself in that time. Dream up, be creative, think of things. I mean, 
it, it's incredible time that you can spend reflecting on yourself and really internally talking to yourself. Do things like that. When you are out going for a walk, do the same thing. You don't have to take your phone with you. And if you do, just like shut everything off and put it in your pocket. If you're working on financials and you need to concentrate, turn off the distractions. Otherwise, it takes forever. I like my favorite time to do that stuff is late at night because that is something I super need to concentrate on. And there's no distractions at nighttime for me to have to deal with. If you're visiting with clients or even with your girlfriends or even with your husband or your spouse and you are out, put your phone down and let those people understand that they're more important to whatever is going on inside that little box that you carry around with you all the time. Give whatever you are doing your full attention. Show up for whatever it is that you are doing. Stop the multitasking madness. It's craziness. Nobody is getting anything done trying to be a massive multitasker. I know because I'm a recovering multitasking addict. And I can't even tell you how much more productive I am that I stop doing that stuff. The only thing that multitasking does is make you crazy. Remember when we were kids and we played throughout the neighborhood and we rode bikes and we were at different friends' house and really our parents knew we were in the vicinity, but they didn't really know where we were. We didn't die. We made it through and I promise you that you can make it through one hour of productive work time without anyone falling completely apart. If you are a business and you now have an assistant or someone in your office or someone that can field and be that gatekeeper for you, oh, use that person. It is magnificent to have someone be able to deal with all of the little things you shouldn't be troubling yourself with anyways if you're truly working on your business and not in your business. Number five, work when you are most creative or on the flip side, most analytical. When do you feel most inspired to work on social media posts or maybe write a new article for your blog? When do you feel like you channel the most concentration to work on financial data or perhaps putting a schedule together? Time block those things in the proper time and place. Do you need to be locked up in your office to complete the task or do you do it better by being inspired in an area, maybe perhaps a coffee shop or the park, where you are working on creative things? Identify what this time is for you and schedule it properly. This truly is a thing, and most people don't even think about it. But once you self-identify what works best for you and time block properly, you'll be so glad you took the time to do this. I know for me, I'm most creative in the morning. I could get up in the morning and batch out a month's worth of social media posts in like two hours flat. I could try to work at that on at nighttime and my brain is fried by the end of the day. On the flip side of that, my creative brain is fried from everything during the day, but my analytical brain is on fire. My favorite time to sit down and do my financial things and the tedious parts of working on my business is late at night after my children are in bed. There are no more distractions. I'm just sitting here with my computer, my paperwork, 
some light music in the back, perhaps a little cocktail, and I am going through all of my stuff and getting all of my things completed, and I'm not being interrupted anywhere. My analytical brain is on, and I get that stuff done so much faster than if I wake up in the morning and I try to do numbers. Mm. It will take me all day long to complete that task because I'm just not in it. Because at that point in time during the day, I'm daydreaming about the things that I want to accomplish. So make sure that you identify what is best for you and you set your time blocking up that way. Last and certainly not least, number six, life is a roller coaster. Where are you at right now? We are all hustling mamas just trying to make our wildest dreams come true. I know we all love what we are doing with our work, but you cannot forget why you are doing this work. Most of our community with ladies kicking ass are working mamas or have spouses or partners or friends that they share their life with. Those people are most important and they are way more important than anything else that we are doing as far as a professional career is concerned. The reason why we do what we do is so that, one, we can have the flexibility to be there for those people, and two, so that we can create a legacy for for our children that are coming up or for our family or change that family tree from which we came from. We have to make sure that we are not forgetting to schedule our quality time with them. When you are with these people, make yourself unavailable for work stuff. Seriously, if you have scheduled quality time, don't be working during that time. Turn your phone off or put it away. Make sure that the people you're spending time with know that you are there for them, not distracted, and ready to engage in conversation or fun. Identify what's going on in your personal life as well as your professional life. There's so much buzz around work-life balance, and we don't say that here. To me, that is that is the cuss word of cuss words, because it's unachievable. We know it's never truly balanced, and we juggle it the best that we can because it's achievable. So here at Ladies Kicking Ass, we juggle our work and our life. Many of us mamas just put our kiddos back into school, and that's a full-time job in itself. The back-to-school nights and supply shopping and clothes shopping and haircuts, extracurricular signups, and all the runaround. I know for me that the past two weeks doing this with five kids has not made me the most productive at work. But what I did was dial back my the size of my work goals because my commitments with back to school were going to take a lot of time. And I knew that and I wanted to schedule time with my kiddos as well to have some fun with them before they headed back to the school grind. That's okay. You're not a failure if you're not kicking ass at work every week. Set small, achievable goals so you still feel like you're making progress and you're moving the needle. It doesn't have to be a massive something every single week. If you're super focused on your work, like I know I can get, you may feel that you're not doing all that needs to be done and maybe being a little too hard on yourself because you had to put your focus and time elsewhere. You got to stop that. We have to give ourselves some grace. We are so much more than just what we are trying to achieve at work. All parts of our life are important, and you should never feel guilty for spending more time on one than the other. 
life ebbs and it flows and it pulls us in different directions. And that's what makes it so wonderful and beautiful. So admire those weeks that maybe you just spent a whole lot of time by yourself, but you crushed a course and you learned something new and you read a book you'd like to do and and you just spent some time taking care of yourself. That's okay. I hope these little productivity ideas help you better plan out your week and provide you with more clarity on what you can do to avoid that stress and the overwhelm and even that dreaded burnout that being a female entrepreneur can sometimes bring upon us. Take the time to organize your life at the beginning of the week so you can work from a place of action rather than reaction. Just try it this week and let me know how it goes. I can't wait to hear how much you were able to accomplish. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Kicking Ass podcast. I would love to invite you to become part of our exclusive community on Facebook groups. There is so much value there in inspiring you to chase your goals and coaching you on how to get there. Plus, you get the support of other women from across the world who have also joined. You can also find us all over social media and at our website, ladieskickingass.com. All social media platform links are in the show notes below, so we've made it nice and easy for you. Be sure to join so you are the first to hear about exciting programs and announcements that we have coming up. And ladies, there's some good stuff. And never miss a notification for an exciting new podcast episode release. If you yourself are a lady that is kicking some serious ass and you have an awesome story that you would love to share with our audience about running your business while raising your family and becoming the woman of your dreams, I want to talk to you. Check out our website at ladieskickingass.com forward slash podcast where you can apply to be a guest on our show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Tell me what you think of it with a rating and share this episode with anyone you think it may inspire or help. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next Friday. Bye for now.